Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we enjoy what we hear, sometimes we don't, but we're not striving to be tastemakers or professional critics or make objective value judgments about the things that we hear. We encourage you to support the things that you enjoy, even if we don't enjoy it. Uh, go buy records, go see bands. The format of the show is also very simple. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to, and that's all there is to it. If you want to send us music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. We have a couple new patrons, but I don't have them uh, in front of me right now, so I'll shout you out on the next episode. But I think we have like two or three, maybe four since the last time we recorded. So thank you for that. We've got to record this week. We do have to record this week and do uh, the final part of our of our uh, what, year in hardcore 1981 series that we're working on. Yeah, and I've got some ideas for some other ones too. Yeah, for sure. I had a, I had a couple ideas as well that I that I jotted down. So Imagine that. We've got ideas. Look at us. A couple idea men. Well, that's the problem is that we're only idea, idea <laughs> men. You know? I know. Usually there's a third guy who's like the put it into practice guy right, or the right. business guy. I'm great at ideas. I, dude, I have ideas all the time. You want an idea? I'll give, you, I'll give you ideas all day. Well, you came up with the idea for this podcast. I did. And it was a great idea. Right. Look at us now. We're we're swimming in it, right? right? So, um, I don't have a whole uh, I don't have a whole lot today. Well, we didn't. Rec- I'm glad to see you're feeling better because we didn't record last week because you had COVID. Well, I didn't have COVID. I just was uh, I was exposed to COVID and I just didn't want to play fast and loose and and uh, worry about infecting you. But yeah. I wasn't sick at any yeah, point. I think you were feeling kind of sick. Too. I was. I just had a little. <laughs> I just have al- I have the same thing that I have now, which is allergies mm-hmm. because of the season. Did you test before you came change. over here? <laughs> right before I came over, no. But I did test a second time a few days after the initial test, and I'm good to go. Okay. Um, which wouldn't matter because I was with you all last night anyway. So. Yeah. Well, I was with a bunch of people that probably had COVID in the movie theater. So yeah, true. So yeah, yes, they probably had it. Right. So that's the, that's really the only thing I was going to talk about just real quick. And then we can jump into it since we missed last week and you can touch on anything that you would like, but we saw our buddy's, uh, film last night, his second feature length length film, the leech, which, uh, if you like funny kind of, uh, schlocky self-aware horror stuff, um, I think it's streaming on Shutter already. It may not be. Um, it may be premiering there soon, but it's worth uh, worth checking if you have the app. And I know Arrow Video is also doing like a, pl- a Blu-ray release of it that is uh, up for pre-order right now. It was quite good. I liked it a lot. I think Eric has come a long way. Uh, You're going to mention the, the name of the movie? Yeah, I said The Leech. Yeah, I already oh, said okay. it. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Um, so, But what I was going to say about that, other than just plugging my buddy's movie real quick, is that... There were some short films that played before it. (laughs) (laughs) And the only conclusion that I can come to is that, I mean, making films, like every aspect of it, which I I already knew this because I know filmmaker, a couple filmmakers, but like, it's got to be really, really hard. So as as I was, as you know, okay. Because the gap in quality. Right. So let's back up just a minute. Yeah. And let's, we just said we're idea men. We are not sure. execution men. Right, yeah. Right? Um, this podcast is evidence of that. This Indeed. is the best we can do. <clears throat> right, yeah. And it's barely scraping by. It's the best we can do. Yeah, right? for sure. Yes. So, and all we do is um, basically, um, you know, sit off to the side mm-hmm. and throw barbs. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, I... 
I, I don't want to say we're like the guys from the Muppets. I think that that's an apt comparison. We've, sometimes we've been, yeah, we've been compared to Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf, yeah, several kind times. of right. Yeah, sure. But like, I think those guys, even though those guys were involved in theater at one point before they started criticizing <laughs> right. the Muppets. Yes, yeah, sure, right, right, yeah. So we were watching that movie, those short films last night. And I was like, God, these are so fucking bad. Yeah. Like they're really bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, but it's literally more effort than I've ever put into anything. Anything. Even one thing in my life. (laughs) Like, because I think about being in a band and what that... Effortless. I mean, yeah, legitimately, the only reason that I have played music for as long as I have, and I know this, I know myself well enough to know this, is because I have a certain natural affinity for it, and it's easy enough for me to, and like I've said before, I'm not really, I'm not a real musician in the way that you would consider somebody who went to Berkeley a musician, right? I am very good at replicating and synthesizing. Right. You're not a trained musician. I'm not a trained musician. And I would say, even at that, I'm like, I I can synthesize ideas into something that has a modicum of originality, but that's as far as I can get. And and that's fine because that's uh, most people that are in bands. Sure. That's where it's at. But it comes pretty easily to me. I can sit down, I can bang out a song and go, that's pretty good. And then the rest of the effort is just driving to practice and go and check it out. And then everybody else going, nice, I'll do this to this part. Right. And for me, it does, it does not come easy. Right. And that's why I don't play any instruments because I, I, I tried, I've tried and tried and I, I, hate the process yeah. of learning. Sure. I hate it. Yeah, I think the only, like I said, I, the only reason I wasn't discouraged when I started at a young age is because I picked it up and f- thought, eh, this feels pretty natural. It is an utterly joyless process for me. Sure. So, yeah, I think that's a fair point. And that's kind of what I was getting at was like, making films must be unimaginably difficult because I saw the process of making the leech up close because I did wardrobe for it and they shot some of it at the bug house. And uh, the gap between those short films, which still, as you mentioned, contain a level of, uh, or certainly had a level of effort and time and resources put into them that dwarf any comparable, comparable project that I have ever undertaken in my life. And the gap between the quality of those and the quality of Eric's film were a thousand miles wide. Right. And I think it... And and also, I mean, Eric's film was great. Uh-huh. I enjoyed it. Sure. Genuine laughs, right? Yes. Um, I th- it, was, it, was, it was leagues above the first movie. Sure, yes. Right. But then think about the next step. Right, yes. Of like... Everybody saying, God damn, that's a good fucking movie. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the, yes, exactly. There is yet another. Well, there are several other steps. Well, sure. But I'm saying there's, there is another massive chasm to, to, to cross there. Right. Right. So props to anybody who's making films even badly because you're doing way more than I've ever done and probably ever will do in any of my creative endeavors. Yeah. You know, the, um, the only short film that I thought was even okay uh, was, was the, the last one, which was like a minute long. It was very short. Yeah. It was, a, I, I said, as I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah, this is a carpenter brute video. Yeah. It's yeah. literally the beginning of a carpenter brute video. Yeah. Um, that's clearly what they were going for. Sure. Right. The other two, I wanted them to end within seconds. Yeah, dude, they were a nightmare. They were really nightmare. Both of them bad in their in their own ways, yeah. Um, but both very very bad. And yeah, man, it's just I think it's an it's um it's not. It, I I imagine it's rewarding to see 
your product, like your to to see like your effort, uh, like come to fruition and like see a finished product, even if it's not of the quality that you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I just like thinking about like the production value of that first film in particular, which is not high, but still like I know that there was some budget there that certainly exceeds any budget that we've ever had for a record that we've made or anything, mm -hmm. even probably exceeds the budget that I've had for like a record uh, paid for by like a, a somewhat uh, pop and indie label when I was doing that many years ago. Sure. And still like it looked like fucking ass you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and i know the labor of love that it must have been right. and the financial tax that it must have right. taken you know right. what i mean right, and right, it's right. like i don't know i just gotta tip my hat to like amateur filmmakers because you're doing a lot for very little and uh i certainly couldn't be bothered you right. know what i mean so i'm on the arrow video website yeah and they've got a bunch of cool stuff yeah they do they've got like a box set of uh shinya sukamoto's films mm. yes and of course most famously known for tetsuo iron man yep. and the tetsuo series yep Bullet tetsuo man. iron man if you want a movie that's gonna just make you feel like shit when God, it's over i love that movie though it is great right it's so good and i thought oh that's super dope right mm -hmm. and it's only it's you know it's uh only 40 bucks sure and then i thought i literally have no way to play it you don't have a Blu-ray player? No. I, I no. Yeah. I I don't have any way to play it. So I see ya. I forget that you don't have uh like you don't have any consoles. Well, see here's the thing, like, yeah, and, and I well, I mean the past few years I have not engaged with like film in any way. Yeah. By and large, right? Sure. I mean, recently I saw that, you know, we, we had it on the you know, I talked about the first movie I'd actually watched mm -hmm. right in a while. I speaking of which, and timely with the with uh this Last night before I met up with you, I also watched Prey. Oh yeah, how was it? Okay, I thought I, I heard it was okay. Yeah, it's got it's a super I, it's a super cool concept. Sure, I like the concept. I did not necessarily like the execution. Yeah. Um, one thing that really, really fucking sticks in my craw mm -hmm. um, is when filmmakers and filmmakers and their crew cannot be bothered at all. To look and see what animals actually look like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Before they create digital versions, <laughs> yeah, of them. yeah, that is always rough for sure, right? They can't even be bothered to look and see what an actual animal looks like before they try to render it and how it behaves. Is this is this uh, as relates to the bear in the film? All of them, okay. all the animals except for like the dog that runs around the whole time, mm -hmm. um, are digital. Sure, which is irritating in of itself. Right. Yeah. Right. But then with that digital aspect, then they feel like they feel like they have license to show the animals in, I guess, what I always call like the money shot. They always feel like they get they can show the animal from a perspective, from, um, you know, a, a perspective that you wouldn't be able to see if you had an actual animal. Sure. Like there's a scene where a rattlesnake bites a mouse. The mouse, it's like circle of life bullshit, right? Yeah. There's this little bug walking along. Uh, digital bug who knows what the fuck it's supposed to be it's almost as if the people never you know decided hey what if what if ants look like fireflies <laughs> okay sure right yeah. what bug is that supposed to be right right just the fucking movie takes place in the northern great plains <laughs> right yeah so go to fucking north dakota go to fucking montana or, you know and, and like get a goddamn field guide of insects from that region sure and find one yeah. don't make one up <laughs> right yeah, right? Sure, sure. Simple. Yeah, very simple. Simple. Yeah. Well, you know what? Just go find a real fucking bug. Indeed. <laughs> that too. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. And so then like a mouse comes along and eats it. Doesn't look like a mouse. And 
you know, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I am dubious. I'm skeptical of the mouse's behavior. <laughs> okay, sure. Right? It doesn't look like a mouse. It looks more like a, a tiny agouti or like a nutria or something like that. Uh -huh. um, so it's not a mouse. Right. And then a rattlesnake eats it. Well, that, it doesn't look like any species of rattlesnake that you would find up there. It doesn't behave like a fucking rattlesnake, right? Sure. It's it's sitting there to, to strike the mouse, but it gets up into a the classic classic like Western diamondback coiled posture, getting ready to strike. Mm -hmm. That's not how they fucking hunt. Sure. Right. As any fool knows. <laughs> what the fuck? Right. Yeah. But just get it right. Yeah. Get it, it right. It does. It or, does or, demand or, a very small amount of research for right? sure. Yes. And and or, or you know what? Better yet. Just get real animals and don't necessarily show them doing that stupid shit. Sure. You can also imply things. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, so honestly, yeah, that right there, mm -hmm. whatever grade I was going to give the movie mm -hmm. down one. <laughs> okay. Sure. It's, it's a rough, a rough opening. <laughs> Very rough. Right. Yeah. Right? Very rough. But on the whole, pretty cool idea. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Execution was kind of shitty. Definitely a small screen movie. Right. I think the reason that that movie gets so much is, is like, because the reason I watched it is because people were saying, hey, it's a great movie, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and it got a high rating. Well, only because it's on TV. Sure. If you saw that in the theater. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think uh, a, f a few of our buddies gave it like a, a very similar review. Like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I like the idea. They kind of fumbled the execution a little bit. This with I, a bigger budget and like a different... Yeah, different filmmakers could could be cool. And I I wish that like the it, they, I wish the dialogue was in like the native indigenous Comanche language. That would also be I guess sick, there's yes. a dub you can watch of that, mm -hmm. but that should be it. I'm sorry if you don't like to fucking read. Yeah, I guess I guess this movie is too highbrow for you if you don't like to fucking read. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The amount of people who complain about having to read in a movie, it like uh, honestly, sincerely shocks. Me. Honestly, when people start doing that, yeah. I start looking for ooze running out of their fucking ears. Yeah, like your absolutely. brain is your brain is actually melting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, I mean, like that. There's there are a few things that like immediately lower my opinion of somebody. Like they're like, I don't like to read when I'm watching them. What the fuck? You, are you don't talking like to about? read gen in general. <laughs> like, who gives it? Right? You're not being asked to read fucking Finnegan's Wake. Right. It's just some subtitles, yeah. dude. It's, uh, it's not a big deal. It's so immersion breaking when they don't. I, I won't watch dubs, and I don't like yeah. it when I'm watching like I don't know a movie in France, but everybody's speaking English. Yeah, I fucking hate it too. Like you, you just can't, you can't be bothered. Come yeah. on, man. It's just, just do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with like video games that are, you know, set in feudal Japan and everyone's speaking English and yeah. shit. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. What are you doing? What games are those? Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. I won't play it. Just let me know. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, so the only other, the only other point of order I had is something so niche and specific that I can more only imagine. specific than my gripe about. Yeah, CGI animals, uh -huh. and we've already talked about it because I already gave, I already plugged these items to you um, as a fellow grape fanatic, a Concord grape fanatic. Right. So I am, I am a self-described Concord grape fanatic. Oh yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a Concord grape head for I sure. I fucking love Concord grapes to the to the the extent that they're essentially the only types of grapes that I seek out. I full on. It's not that I dislike <laughs> normal grapes. You're gonna plug, you're gonna plug Trader Joe's. Yes, I'm gonna plug Trader Joe's. Yeah. So it's not. I don't. <laughs> I don't hate a normal grape, but it does nothing for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just does nothing for me. I grew up with my grandpa having grapevines in the backyard, and, like, I would go out and pick the Concord grapes fresh and eat them, and I fucking loved them, and it ruined normal grapes for me for right. the rest of my fucking life. That's what a grape tastes like. Right. You know? And so 
I've had many times throughout the course of my life, people throw, no, try these grapes, try these grapes, try these grapes. Nope. And it's never it. Nope. And the only time that my, my fucking appetite for grape is sated is during the fall season when Concord grapes are back on the shelves for a limited period I, of time. I don't, I don't even like seedless grapes. There's almost yes. no variety that I genuinely like. I am the same way. So I usually go when the autumn hits and I'll pick up some Concord grapes from like one of the two local co-ops. But the last couple of years, they have just not been on the shelves. I haven't been able to find them anywhere. However, the other day, I saw some Tom Cord, what are called Tom Cord grapes at Trader Joe's, which is a mix of Thompson and Concord grapes that happen to be a seedless variety. So I was very skeptical, but they were three fifty, and I said, "Hey, why not? I'm going to give it a shot." And I must say, it's not the real thing. It's not quite the real thing. But for any other Concord grape heads out there, of which I'm sure there are at least seven to ten in our listenership. <laughs> you think that many? I think there could be seven to ten tops. Right. It could be as low as three. Does that include us? No, not including us. I think there could be as few as three and as high as ten. <laughs> if you want your fix and you can't get Concord grapes like myself, the Trader Joe's Tom Cord grapes are a very convincing and satisfying stand-in. I'm not going to come out here and tell you they're the same thing. They're not. But they do have a convincing Concord grape flavor. The seedlessness is uh, surprisingly not as distracting as I thought it might be. The texture is pretty good. I have been eating. I've gone through, since I spoke to you about it, I've gone through about four little plastic containers of them. Well, I have to I'm go going check them. crazy on them. I It's because you can't get the real deal. It's because I can't get the real deal. Right, right, exactly. It's like replicator Concord grapes. Yeah, exactly. It is like replicator Concord grapes, or it's like uh, or it's like methadone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Is it? Uh, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume that Tom Tom Cord grapes is, are much like methadone. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that was my only other point of order is to plug the Trader Joe's Tom Cord grapes. Those are a proprietary grape blend. So I do, I do not believe you can acquire them anywhere else. And Trader Joe's is doing all of us Concord grape heads uh, a much needed service. So there you go, Trader Joe's. We will uh, look for the check in the mail. <laughs> yes, for sure. So uh, you got anything else or can we jump into it? No, I was going to talk about, um, I, I was, uh, no, I was going to talk about um, just this cycle of apathy that I find myself in. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that it's, there's probably actually a better clinical word for it. And I think we'll leave it to depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. So, yeah, no, certainly. I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I've, I've been in that cycle of apathy for much of my life. And yeah. I was diagnosed with it. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Um, uh, speaking of cycles of apathy, though, real quick, before we jump in, I will say I, I'm... I think I've maybe turned a corner on my fitness journey. Oh, you have? Yeah, not in sort of my physical fitness, but just in the sense that I've always heard, like, it takes this long to for your brain to form a new habit. And every time that I've attempted working out and stuff, I just haven't. Maybe my workouts have not. I've usually been, they have not been as all-inclusive as they could be. I would either get like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to focus on this for a while. But since we started the titty fat blasting yeah. exercises, I've been doing that and then adding more stuff onto it, like squats mm -hmm. and uh, just like jumping jacks and light cardio and stuff. Sure. Um, and I've been slowly doing that, and I've I've lost you know a not insignificant amount of weight, not enough to make me look any better, but my pants my pants fit better, and you know I'm down like. 15 or 16 pounds. Sure. And I generally feel better. Sure. And I think I'm finally at the point now where I wake up in the morning and I chug some water and I just naturally, after I've eaten my oatmeal or whatever, I just naturally sit down 
start doing push-ups and sit-ups and all my stuff. There you go. And it's, uh, I think I finally, my brain has finally formed an exercise habit for well, the first time in my life. That's good to hear. Stick <laughs> so, with I'm, it. so I'm feeling good. Stick with it. So if there's any other uh, recently converted any fat other exor- asses any, out there, any other exercise, exercise heads, heads <laughs> any other exercise heads, any any exercise pilled calisthenic cells out there, right. <laughs> then go ahead and uh, stick with it. If you haven't felt your brain click yet, I was convinced that my brain was just broken in that way, and I just couldn't form a positive habit in regards to exercise, but now I literally wake up thinking about it and not in a like, oh, I have to do this sort of way, but like, a, I'm just going to feel good to get this out of the way and be yeah. ready for the rest of my day. So yeah. there you go. It only took go. me until the age of 32 to do it, but I've, I've finally done it. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into it. We have got Mortality Rate with uh, a two-song single, Rosemary slash Saltwater. This was sent in by Blake. It's a band from Calgary. Um, I know they've been around for a grip, and I remember, I remember hearing them when they first came out like four or five years ago, but I don't really remember what they sound like at all. Um, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't remember what they sound like. I thought they were like a heavier hardcore band. I guess we'll, we'll find out if we land on them. Guitar player looks like he's got a, he's a bit of an exercise head. Does he? Oh yeah. He's pretty strong, huh? Yeah. That's where I'm trying to get. Uh, well, I'm probably not going to, but I'm trying. Uh, then we've got full stride with their demo 2022. This is new Indiana hardcore from down in Bloomington. This was sent in by Daniel and uh, these guys played at my house uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I thought it was pretty fun, like mm-hmm. early early 2000s style fun kind of post-youth crew hardcore stuff, and I have not listened to the demo yet. Then we have got Necessary Death with their uh, self-titled EP, also a new band from Indiana. It was sent in by Nicholas, who plays in the band, and I think somebody else sent this in as well. They're from South Bend, uh, and I've already listened to this. I think it's quite good. It's like some HM2 death grind shit, but it's like a, an actually excellent example of that. Then we have got Zoo with Field Trip to the Zoo from uh, Dallas, Texas. This was sent in by Yosef. Uh, I can't remember what, if anything, he said about this. Then we have got Paint Job with Duh Return. That's two does that we have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in a row. In a row, yeah. So this is a band from Indianapolis, Indiana. This is an Indiana, this have, is an heavy, Indiana episode. heavy episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this was sent in by JS from down in Indianapolis. He said this is like a brand new uh, Indianapolis hardcore band. I have not listened to this yet. And then we have got Groin with their self-titled release. Lois from Groin. Lo- Lois from Gro- Groin, right. That's right. So Lois sent this in as well as uh, Austin. I think several members of Groin sent this our way. Yeah. Um, and uh, a few people have said that uh, this is this is considerably better than the first release that we heard on the show a couple years ago. So, okay. Um, which even that first release, we, we didn't say it sucked or anything. We were like, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, then we have got Sodomite with their Demo 22. This is a new band out of New Orleans. It was sent in by Levi who plays in Paprika and some other bands down there. Then we have got Bleed with Killing Time. This is uh, is a band on 20 bucks spin, but they are not a metal band. It was sent in by AJ. Um, I think this is like... Did we we have this band on before? Did we talk about this band before? We may have. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. The artwork looks like... This style of artwork is kind of in right now, so it may just be triggering. Yeah, I don't know. memory. Yeah. Then we have got Crime Light. With crime, shame, illumination. Uh, this was sent in by Joel from Cincinnati, and uh, yeah, this is a new Ohio hardcore band. I actually I did the write up for these guys, so I've listened to this, and uh, if we land on it, we can talk more about them. And then we have got Force Torment with their demo 2022. This is a band out of Tacoma, Washington, that my buddy Rusty plays in, and he sent it my way. Um, 
Rusty, we've had a couple of Rusty's projects on the on the show before. This is uh, this is just his newest of many. So let's roll the dice. See what's up first. All right, ten. All right, so that's Forced Torment. You can find this at forcedtorment253.bandcamp.com. Rusty describes this, and from the I heard one song that he sent to me before this dropped properly, and uh, he described it as like at the gates core, but through a grimier lens than it is typically channeled. Because usually when you do like, like, because we saw, we played with a, a band that's very much in that vein. And usually for me, it leans way too heavy into like high production value, sort of very clean, uh, like sensibilities. Whereas this, I think, leans more into kind of a lo-fi death metal demo style production and presentation and from the song that i heard uh it really works a lot better for me personally at least it just aligns with my tastes a lot more so uh they got the first song queued up to play we'll listen to that so we're going to hear weathered bones by force torment off of their demo So that was Weathered Bones by Force Torment off of their demo 2022. So like I said, this is definitely in terms of like a modern interpretation of the the sort of at the gates core thing. This is way more aligned with my sensibilities on almost every front than like the late 90s, early 2000s wave of this stuff is. And I do like the lo-fi approach to this, but I think it is too lo-fi because one of the attractive things about like any sort of Melodeth stuff that's actually good, which is very, very rare. But the stuff that I do like is that like, you know, you can hear the riffs, right? So that's, that's what I, that's what I was thinking. And I, you know, I mean, this is a demo, right? Right. Sure. Whatever. Brand new four songs, yes. right? 
anymore, we've said it before, the demo for a lot of projects is the end. Right, yes. Right. It is that is the that is the finish line. Yes. We just have these four songs. We're gonna make a demo. That's it. This band is done. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's fine if that's the case with this band. Right. Right? Yes. Um but if not, mm-hmm. yeah. You need a better sound. Yeah, agree. Right. Sure. You got to hear a little bit of what you're going. Yes. What, what, what you're going for. Yeah. Right. I mean, so this was fine. This did sound like a, a basement band trying to, you know, play some mellow death. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I I was only about halfway on board with it. That's that's about where I am with it too. I think it is a promising concept, and I think the reason that I'm writing for it beyond the fact that Rusty is my dude and he's like a genuinely great player, as you can hear by the guitar solo in there and stuff, is that this is the approach that I always advocate for if a band is going to go this way. And like in general, especially with like even like tougher hardcore stuff, I always say like man, I would love to hear this just through a different lens and it would make it a lot more palatable to me. And I think the idea of doing like, you know, a demo, like a hand-drawn demo like this, like demo cover like this and doing a lo-fi production with this general, and like taking this general approach to like a Melodeth somewhat, you know, Melodeth hardcore infusion is just a lot more appealing on every level and it's something that I don't think has been thoroughly explored. So I think this is a cool proof of concept and I would just like to see what could be done with it with a little bit more production value and like care. So as this was as as this sounded, I couldn't tell this this completely to me sounded like standing outside of a venue yes. and listening to some local yokels. Sure play their version of thrash or death metal right right yes and not being able to tell if i think the band is good or not right 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 yes yes but then when i go in and i can hear them yeah no yeah sure <laughs> right right yeah okay that's a that's a fair assessment you yeah. know what i mean where i'm yeah. like mm, sure no yeah yeah right right, right this yes. this th- that's what this kind of hit me as and i'm not saying that i don't think this is good i'm just saying that you know it suffered too much from the emphasis on really lo-fi demo quality. Yeah, I agree for sure. So I would like to check in and see what the, what the next iteration of this is with like a little bit more production quality behind it for sure. So, um, all right, what's, uh, what's next? Seven. All right. This is uh, another demo. This is the sodomite demo. You can find this at sodomite.bandcamp.com. This is a five song demo out of New Orleans. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anybody that like we know is plays in this band or not, mm. or if anybody that I knew, know through like the extended my extended circle of like New Orleans based punks. Um, but it was sent in by Levi from Paprika, so at the very least, I think uh, he and like the other Paprika folks are, are homies with these people. So um, they got the first song queued up to play. Um, let's, uh, let's listen to that. We're going to hear Lobotomized by Sodomite off of their demo. Totally crazy.
All right, we just heard the song Lobotomized by Sodomite off of their demo 2022. Demo 22. Uh, this was this had the same issue as the previous stuff, and that it was really hindered by the production. Uh, the the drums might as well have ju- that drum set might as well have just been a hi hat um, for as little as I could hear anything else. And the bass was cutting through the mix in a satisfying way, but uh, unfortunately, in the greater context of everything that was happening, not satisfying because I was like, damn, that's the only thing with any like real clarity or punch here. The guitars were like very very thin and distant. The vocal uh, production was also so pretty decent on there but again like they, it just cut through the mix in a way that didn't work really well uh so there are things about this that i liked a lot but it's just kind of it's hard to kind of put it all together into a cohesive piece of music in my brain when hearing it through this sort of like very very lo-fi and amateur recording and mixing job which is not like a slight against anybody involved in this, especially if it's like your first time trying to record stuff. It's hard. I, li- I like I listen to stuff that of mine that I recorded and mixed like six years ago, and it shocks me how unlistenably bad I find it to be right now. So I'm not throwing shade. This is just another project that I would really like to hear with somebody at the boards that like knows what they're doing a little bit more. Because this, this works in the sense that it's lo-fi, but it's lo-fi in ways that make it, inaccessible and not a cool way there were riffs in there i really enjoyed particularly that mid-tempo riff that came in a couple times i thought was really solid it seems like there's some decent songwriting going on here it's just hard for me to like latch onto in its current state but this is another one where like i would i would check back around uh for the next release if there were like an advancement in production quality uh i don't know see i kind of i kind of thought that it played to it a little bit sure better than um, the last stuff certainly. so yeah yes. like this is an example of a style of music sure that doesn't suffer under the weight of like really bad whether intentional or unintentional low lo-fi production sure yeah i kind of like that about this because this this was a fucking mess yeah for sure i said to you when i was playing i said sounds like lumpy in the dumpers trying to make fun of crust yeah like i think that is exactly a correct description of this right yes and um you know, I, I kind of like that aspect. I like I like the fact that this appears to be very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Very, um, they, they know exactly. I, I get the feeling that they know exactly that this sounds like fucking mess. Sure, yeah, I would and imagine that's, so. And that's the intention. Yes. And I like that about this. I, li- I can't think of it, actually, a band that... <clears throat> this kind of, like, crosses a few different thresholds. Yes. Mentioned Lumpy. You know, we can mention a band, you know, maybe like, um, maybe like a stupid version of something like Devil Master. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so like there's like that sort of aspect and like lumpy that's, you know, maybe a little bit of the current like gag. Sure. Yeah. Zeitgeist. Specifically in that like mid-tempo stompy riff. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of different things blended together here that I thought worked pretty well. And I, I, I don't think that I was bothered as much by the lo-fi with this as you were certainly not as much as I was with um the uh the last band that we heard yeah um I thought that it kind of played to their favor and it played it was like part of the package sure yeah I can I could see that perspective for sure I just like I heard so much good in here that I would like to hear 
elevated, not even like, I don't think it was even like an issue of clarity because I heard riffs in there that I liked a lot. I think to me, the problem with the lo-fi production on this was that like specifically where the percussion was buried, it just felt like it sapped a lot of the po potential energy that this had. That, mm, I think yeah. that was my main beef. I will it. say that, that this, this, because of that, yeah, this definitely did feel pretty frail. It had a lethargy to it that yeah. I, I think probably wouldn't come through live. I think live, this would probably feel a lot more energetic than it yeah. does recorded Agreed. because most of this I liked. And I think you're correct that this feels like a somewhat novel synthesis of like several different forms that I haven't heard done in exactly this way. Yeah. which I enjoy. Yeah. I think it is a promising demo. Again, a demo should first and foremost be a proof of concept. And I think that this is a pretty compelling one. I'll probably listen to the rest of the demo and uh, see if I like the rest of it as much as that first song. Um, and in general, there seems to be a, a ton of new bands cropping up in New Orleans, which is nice because the last time I was down south, it seemed like, you know, obviously Hattiesburg, which is like, it's only like an, a little over an hour from New Orleans, seemed to be the hot, seems to be the hotbed of a lot of like new and exciting punk and hardcore stuff. And then by comparison, New Orleans, which is a much bigger place, um, like my friends from down there were saying there wasn't really that much going on. And it seems like now in the last like six months or so, a whole lot of bands have sprung up, which is sick. So, mm -hmm. um, if you, if you're a touring band, don't skip new Orleans either. Cause I know a lot of bands do. And, uh, all of the shows that I see like homies booking down there and stuff are, are sick. They look cool. A bunch of people from new Orleans came up to the show that I went to in Hattiesburg back in the spring. And there's like clearly people there that are like interested in going to shows and stuff. Uh, so yeah, if you're, if you want to play shows, don't be afraid to book, uh, book new Orleans. It's, it's a cool city and it seems like people are, are psyched to like go to shows there and there are a bunch of new cool bands. So, um, all right, what's next? All right. Six. Six is the uh, the new groin. You can find this at groinaz.bandcamp.com. It is a self-titled proper release. I mean, the songs are short, but it's 13 songs. If you're going to do short songs, yep. then give me give me at least 10 songs on a release, right? Sure. Um, I don't know if there was a song that was recommended to us specifically. Um, well, they're so short. Why, why don't we listen? I mean, some of them are, are, are absurdly short, like 10 yeah, seconds. for sure. I think... I think that Snubnosed was recommended to me, but I can't really remember, and I don't have the emails directly in front of me. Um, we could just listen. I mean, those kind of fall right in the middle of the release, too. We could listen to Snubnosed into the song right after it. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I was going to say the one before into Snubnosed, either or, yeah. Yeah, let's do let's do snub. That way we get a, a solid two minutes of music, right? Okay, so, two minutes and one second. Yeah, so we're going to listen to Snubnosed and then Mind of Fight by Groin.
heard Snubnosed into Mind of Fight by Groin off their self-titled release. I thought that was real good. I thought that was pretty good. That was definitely better than I remember this band being. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the My own, musically, I thought it fucking ripped. Yeah, it ripped, yes. Right? My only, my only, uh, I guess, scrunched up face mm -hmm. was with some of the vocal delivery styles. Sure. You know, I fucking hate, yeah, I fucking hate the fucking, you know, spaz cookie spaz, monster. The yes. spaz fucking Chris Dodge fucking cookie monster. Yeah, for sure. I fucking hate it. But I was, I was happy because that was like the first thing I heard. And I was like, oh man, I hope they don't do this the whole time. So it was refreshing that they used it pretty sparingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But I will say there were a couple... There were a couple vocal delivery styles in this that I thought worked significantly better yes. than the, all the rest. Yes. And they, I think they should have just stuck with those. Yeah. It, it was too much of a fucking, it was too much of a salad. Yeah. I was going to say it felt that the, the vocal delivery style on this felt a little schizophrenic in a way that I think kind of took away from it. Cause I thought the music straight up full, full stop. It ripped. It was great. The production was fucking great. The riffs were really good. The chunky sort of metallic riffs were used sparingly to great effect, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. A couple kind of like psych out mosh parts in there that I think worked really well and helped kind of break up the song without uh, sucking any of the momentum out of this. I thought expertly executed. Was and there a single polka beat in that hole? No polka beats. Which, which helps great. immensely. Helps a lot, yes. The lyrics also sick on both songs. I liked a lot. The lyrics were pretty funny, actually. Yes. The, the second song especially had some... Pretty funny fucking lyrics. Yeah, yeah. With my brothers, I'll stay true. Break these chains for my crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was it. It's really fucking good. Uh, so yeah, pretty much all around, I liked everything about this because even the vocal thing. I mean, that's just you can chalk that up to like there's no accounting for taste. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm sure that was obviously done intentionally. It's not like it's not a fault of the music or the people producing the music. It's just in opposition to my taste on this particular style of music, mm -hmm. but it wasn't enough to like derail this for me at all. I think it was straight up really good. Yeah. I thought this was this at times though, it did get pretty close to being, you know, we lament mm -hmm. how a lot of this stuff, grindcore, sure. PV, whatever. Yeah. It goes too heavy in the goof. Yeah. When there's so much potential there for it to be the most ferocious fucking thing. Sure. This does tiptoe up to a line a few times. And on the lyrical tip, you mean? No, no, on the delivery. Okay, I was going to say, because I think the lyrics are like, are funny, but they're funny in a, a sort of no, point, pointed sure. and cutting way. Right, I agree. Yeah. But like, delivery wise, this, I don't know, I, I would just like to see this, I always say it with this shit, a little fucking meaner. Yeah, for sure. And if we get to the necessary death stuff, I, you know, I'll speak on it more, but that's actually one thing I really liked about that particular demo that I just heard is that it totally veers, like it steers far clear of, of falling into any of those tropes. And I like that a lot about that. And yes, I agree. There are, there are a few choices on this that I wouldn't personally make, but 
Personal taste aside, I thought this was great. And yeah. definitely a step up from the last thing that we heard on this. Uh, if you like the style of music, I, I, I imagine you're not going to take issue with pretty much anything going on here. So right. this is definitely one of the better examples oh, of for sure. like grind, like blown out grind stuff that we've had on the show, I would say, period. Yeah. So um, we're, we're a hard sell on this kind of stuff. So it, yeah, it was, it was yeah, real good. We, we, are, we are a harsh judge. Yes, for sure. Because again, it's very close to our heart. So, um, all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Thank you. Thank you to Lois and the groin crew for sending that over five. Okay. We've got paint job with the return. This is the, uh, the brand new Indianapolis band. This, uh, just came out on September 30th. So, so it's like less than a month old and, uh, JS recorded this too. He said he's trying a, a new thing, uh, where he's recording like everything with just like one SM 57 mic and is trying to like go real back to basics on this. We'll, we'll see, I guess, if that approach works. Mm -hmm. um, so they got the first song queued up to play. Uh, we're going to listen to They're Coming by Paint Job off of The Return. heard the song they're coming by paint job off of the return technically uh, with the umlau over the o it would probably be paint job um yeah but uh yeah so how'd you feel about that um musically eh. yeah i agree whatever yeah for sure you know what i mean yeah. fine it's it's no doubt a fucking basement punk band yeah 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 exactly right? yes fine sure you could play the show for yeah. sure yeah absolutely right? right yeah 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 hop on hop on the bill right right sure yes it's fine yes um, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't set the, the blood boiling. No, it didn't really, uh, there was, there was nothing in there that I thought, oh, this is fucking dope. Yeah. At no point I, at every point I thought like, all right, this is, um, pretty kind of standard. Yeah. F you know, we, we, some, you sometimes see my first punk band punk. Yes. It did tow that line quite a bit. Agreed. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a first punk band for these folks. No, um, I know at least one member of this band is is a few years older than me. So yeah, so I mean, it was fine. Sure. Um, recording wise, you yeah. know, it sounded okay actually. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. It, it definitely did harken back to a to a an era maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, agreed for with, sure. With a lot of the, how that's how a lot of these basement hardcore bands sounded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, recording wise, this is fine. Yeah, this is this is a uh, a CDR demo style recording. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and and I have no no uh, beef with that at all. And it, indeed, it brings me back to a particular era in my life when I had a lot of CDR demos, and a lot of them sounded like this. MySpace but, punk band. MySpace punk. Yes, exactly. So so I don't think yet. Yeah, this is this is never. This is not destined to elevate itself above the basement, right? Like this is. I know, like I said, I can guess by the age of at least one person involved in this that everybody else is probably in that general category. So I imagine this is as good as it gets with this particular lineup. You know, like they're going for something very simple and basic and bare bones. This is what they like. It's not really what I like, but I also don't beef it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't do anything for me at all, but like it'll do in a pinch. You know what mm -hmm. I mean, you need to fill out a lineup or they just are like, Hey, can we play this show? Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, hop on. Right, and right. You're not going to, you're not bumming me out by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just not doing anything that interests me either. Right. You know what I mean? But Hey, it's a new hardcore punk band out of Indianapolis. And, uh, for a city that had a surprising dearth of like punk and hardcore for a few years there for a city of its size. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna diss anybody too hard. That's like doing it down there. There seems to be like a whole wave of new stuff coming out of there. Some of it's very much to my taste. Some of it is less so, but, uh, props for doing it. You know what right. I mean? You know, right. I'm, I'm not bummed about it. It's, uh, it doesn't excite me, but it's, it's all good. Yeah. So, um, all right. What's, uh, what's next? Just moving tonight. We're moving. Five. All right. Five is, uh, five is bleed. This is, you can find this on listen.20buckspin.com. And uh, this uh, just came out in October, this month, October 5th. Um, oh, they were on tour with Narrowhead. Okay, word. So Narrowhead just played in Bloomington like two nights ago. Mm -hmm. And Bug played that show as well. I was bummed. I actually really wanted to go to that, uh, but just couldn't make it work. And uh, Narrowhead is sick. You know, they sound like, Smashing Pumpkins and Hum and a bunch of other rad shit of that era, and they do a very good job replicating it. Bug is obviously also very good. And this now, now I know why I recognize this, because I saw them on some flyers and stuff for that tour. So I don't know what this sounds like, other than the fact that it is not a band that you would probably expect to normally hear on 20 Bucks Spin. This was pitched to me as like, uh, of like, as like alt rock of some sort, I believe. So, and that would, that would certainly track with the temp, with the, uh, tour that they're currently on. So we're going to hear the song Killing Time by the band Bleed. Yeah, 
Okay, so we just heard the song Killing Time by the band Bleed, which is the first song off of an upcoming record on 20 Bucks Spin. I guess 20 Bucks Spin also put out like an EP for them, which I wasn't familiar with. All I can say about this is like, I don't care about or really understand the fascination with Deftones. Therefore, I'm not really no. qualified to speak on this because this think, is exactly right, that. Right. I, it, it, this, this was miserable to me. Yes. This wasn't miserable to me. It's just one of those things where it's like, it, it has like a couple key components of things that I like, Man. like hum and, and helmet and stuff. Like when it first came in with that like chunkier riff, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to go like a helmet direction with this. But instead, like, and again, this is definitely most obviously indebted to, like, White Pony era Deftones. But, like, that shit, even Deftones, but this as well, it's like a fucking hair away from Chevelle. It yeah, is a, well, that's, that's you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's just it, is, like, there seems to be, like, perhaps a nostalgia for this sort of shit. Oh, yeah, Deftones but are huge with people in my age bracket. Here? Yeah. Where we live. Yes, and in the general sort of like mid-sized towns or the entire fucking Midwest. Yeah. This shit never went away. For sure. Yeah. Bands like this are still fucking, you know, people in their fucking 40s. Yes. Are going fucking ape shit for this stuff because it takes them back to fucking high school. It takes them back to college. Yeah. Right. They're still going ape shit for this stuff for because sure. they, they, they don't actually like music. Right. Yeah, sure. They just like <laughs> right. nostalgia. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so there's a ton of like, like there's a ton of fucking bands. Well, there's a ton of bands that are no longer around. Right. That you hear almost constantly. Yes. If you tune in the right rock station or go to a certain place in the Midwest and that's what these fucking bands sound like. Right. I hate this. Yeah. It, if this is sort of the harbinger. Mm -hmm. of a return to the halcyon days of like 2000 mm -hmm. i'm gonna fucking kill myself within a year that stuff is it's it's popping right now but i will say stuff moves so quickly that it'll be done and over with by the time we notice it's here you yeah know? like i hate this i hate this yeah. i feel ashamed for 20 bucks spin that they're putting this out <laughs> i feel ashamed that i have anything that 20 bucks spin has ever sold <laughs> So right? like like I said, I don't have the same sort what of What a hard fucking turn. They put out the Acephalics fucking record earlier this year, right. which is really fucking good. Sure. Right? Yes, it is. And then there's this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I don't have the sort of like seething hatred for this kind of stuff that you you do, but I just I have no nostalgia for it. And um like this music wasn't really gateway music for me either. Like I've talked about, like I have a little bit of nostalgia for a couple kind of new metal type bands or not even bands, but just like specific records. Cause they came out when I was 11 or 12 or whatever, but like new metal and this style of like borderline butt rock, you know, turn of the century, butt rock updated cyber, cyber butt this, rock. Yeah, this and you're um, right. Yeah. It's the, they they weren't stepping stone bands for me. They were just sort of stand-ins until I heard the thing that I kind of really wanted to hear. Right. And then I never revisited it. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, this was a defining band. It's like, yo, I can hear a couple of those records and be like, yeah, sure, this, this brings me back to a time and place. But as I've stated before, I don't want it like... I don't want any of those influences touching anything that we might consider like alternative or no, subculture no, music. No, I hate it. I yeah. fucking hate it. And and I and to me this is like 
this is exactly where I hop off with this kind of stuff because you can hear the DNA of the forebears of this. You can hear the DNA of like helmet and far and quicksand and hum in this, but like this particular iteration of it is like exactly where I jump off the sort of like big riff alt rock. And here's train, the, here's the thing know? too is like folks that are really folks that were really into this when this shit was popping and inescapable yeah in the white music world sure right yeah 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 when this shit was inescapable mm -hmm. right those folks didn't like helmet no certainly not right right i mean a i mean so the bands like chevelle and deftones the, they liked the, helmet but, but the, the fucking people the, the people rocking monster right. fucking shirt monster exactly. energy drink shirts yes and, and 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 all the fucking garb of the era yeah you know red new york yankees yeah. caps this is like go they didn't like helmet no no this is like goatee and etnies shoes yes. music yes you know what i mean and it, it's upsetting to me that this is kind of like it's getting looked at with rose-colored glasses yeah, dude, because you didn't live it and believe me it was a living fucking hell. And I think... A, a, coming out of the 90s. Yeah. Coming out of the 90s. Now, right. talk about rose-colored glasses, but let's sure. just say 90s had it fucking popping. <laughs> they did indeed, yes. And sure. then, like, by the end of the 90s, yeah. it was really like you could you could see, like, early onset Alzheimer's really kicking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? right. Yeah. Because it, there, there was some, there was some sort of pestilence. Yes, that that, that crept its way it, into the bones. There was a rot. There was a rot <laughs> yes, present yes, by the end sure. of the nineties, right? Yeah, for sure. And by the time you got into turn of the century, especially here in the Midwest, yeah, it was, it was re, it, it was, it was awful. Yeah. No, this is. I mean, like I said, I, I understand people in my age brackets nostalgia for this because they had a different relationship to this kind of stuff parents listen to for sure but this this is this is uh seeing red again you know this is fucking uh this is chevelle you know <laughs> this is yeah. this is chevelle yeah. and, and the and, fact that this is out on 20 bucks spin like hmm it's i mean i have to imagine it's just from the associations yeah but it's, it's it's pure fucking nostalgia because yeah. Uh, cerebral rot, acephalix, fucking tomb mold. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. This, Witch vomit. Right, exactly. Come on. Yeah, I mean, this This just, um, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't know why history is choosing to remember this era of music. And I like, I, it, it always upsets me when people can't like separate their nostalgia from their ability to discern like quality and like utility in like a, an art form or something. Because there's plenty of things that I can be nostalgic for and understand that they like, they serve no useful broader purpose in like culture at large. I don't like, even if I know the lyrics to a uh, hybrid theory by Lincoln park, because I was 11 when that record came out, it doesn't mean that I want anybody to put on big fat headphones and go on stage and rap over new metal riffs. Right. You know what I mean? It's or just like, we don't need even new metal riffs. Right. Yes. <laughs> or new metal riffs at all. Sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, man, I, I don't get, I don't get, I mean, I get it from a, a sort of like, academic standpoint but i wish people would practice a little fucking like self-awareness with this kind of shit and understand that we we don't need to go back to big pants and goggles right we don't need that. it's it it, it it this this should be left to the fucking dustbin of history yes labeled i've said before labeled with the same black mark of shame mm -hmm. as eugenics sure <laughs> right <laughs> yes yeah, phrenology sure. and 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 it's racist right associations sure right yes this witch burnings right yeah right yes. which well i mean which burnings are 
it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cooler than it this. Cool, certainly, right? Yeah, but sure. like, it is also something that is, is yeah. shameful, right? Of course, right? But it's pretty cool. Yes, yeah. <laughs> pretty cool for sure. Yes, <laughs> a lot cooler than wearing oversized skate shoes and moshing around in a circle while you're clutching your beer. Yeah. at a local club. Didn't we see a guy recently, unironically wearing goggle glasses? We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I can't remember the. It setting. was at the Corey, Fel Corey Feldman show. Oh yeah, yeah. It was at the Corey Feldman show. Yeah, that's right. For sure. So we don't need that. We don't need the big pants. We don't need the wallet chains. No, we don't. Trust me. You, you won't. You only think you like this because you were ten yes. when you when your parents were listening to it. For sure. But look at what your parents are doing now. Right. Look at the shit that they're into now. Yeah. And ask yourself. Yeah. They're storming the Capitol now, man. Right. You can't <laughs> ask you yourself. Can't, you can't trust them to be the arbiters no, of culture. No. Right. Right. So. That fucking Lincoln Park shit. Yeah. You know. They're like they're 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 screaming. I'm one step close to the edge, and I'm about to break as they're trying to hunt down Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> as they're smearing feces on Old Glory in the you know in, in the lauded halls of the Capitol. That's right, <laughs> yeah, right for sure. So so no thanks, uh, no thanks, and shame on you on this one for me. Shame on you, shame absolute on you. shame. Yes. Okay. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Let's give let's give the dice uh, a chance to redeem themselves this evening. Five, okay. So five is Crime Light from uh, from I think I don't know. I don't. Th they're not Toledo. I think they're like since he maybe Columbus. I can't remember where in Ohio they're from. Um, yeah, Columbus. Uh, so you can find this at CrimeLightHC.BandCamp.com. Like I said, I did the write up on this, so I already heard this. I have I have thoughts and feelings about it, but we'll just let the music speak for itself, and then we'll reconvene. So we're gonna listen to the song "Give Me That" by Crime Light. We just heard the song Gimme That by Crime Light off of Crime Shame Illumination, which is a five-song EP and is their uh, debut release. So I think, if memory serves, that's kind of one of the more straightforward, like musically straightforward tracks on the record. And even at that, you can kind of hear like they're they're trying a couple a couple different things. There's like some sonic texturing in there, and that makes some more appearances on the record. And generally, there's some like they're they're experimenting a little bit with like tempo and um they fit a lot into a small space and i think general generally uh the stuff is of quality but like a lot of stuff that's coming out of ohio right now it doesn't like it doesn't necessarily move me it kind of feels like musically to me this is in the same vein as a band like um like soul glow who i think 
I enjoy in concept a lot more than I do in practice. There's a lot going on that even though I understand where it's coming from, I don't necessarily like connect with it. And this release more broadly, I kind of felt similarly about where it's like I tip my hat to it and I respect it and I think it is of quality. It just doesn't like particularly move me, but I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination, especially for a first effort. And like, again, like many of the bands coming out of Ohio right now, uh, the sort of like the vision and the overall presentation, everything is kind of fully realized from jump in a way that I think is very laudable. Like the artwork is good. The concept is there, the playing is tight, and I think in general, even though so much of what's coming out of Ohio right now is not specifically to my taste, it's always of just, like, there's a degree of quality control there that I, I really appreciate. And it obviously resonates with a lot of people, so it doesn't really matter that it like doesn't resonate with me, who is like confirmed dusty old fuckhead, you know? Mm. I, I like this song. This was pretty it's good. straightforward, what I would call... Uh, in in this era, no modifier hardcore. Sure, yes, agreed. Um, sure. And uh, I like this. I like this track quite a bit. Yeah, it, it had. I I wish I could read along with the lyrics and hear them a little better. Yeah, seemed like it had some pretty uh, some lyrical content that was right up my alley. There, the lyrical content on this record in general is uh, of quality for sure. Um, there's a lot of modifiers at the bottom. Yes, punk, fast, hardcore, 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 punk, noise, rock, power, violence. Sure, right. I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to listen to the rest of it, but that definitely piqued my interest because that's that's something I'd like to see live. Sure, if yes. you give me five songs, yeah, that are of that quality, mm-hmm. don't fuck around too much. Yeah, I don't mind some fucking around as long as it's in context and it works. Agreed. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I'm 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 all bo- I'm all aboard with this. Yeah, for sure, it's good. Like I said, I think that's one of the more straightforward tracks on the record, and there's a little bit more sonic experimentation on, on going on in some of the other tracks. But they never go so far afield that it it, it feels like they're trying to be uh, artsy for art's sake or anything like that. So I don't mean to give anybody that impression. That's still pretty representative of of like the the kind of core components that are at play on the rest of the release. So like I said, it it doesn't necessarily connect with me, but I think that it's really good. And definitely, again, like most of the bands coming out of this crop of like Ohio stuff, probably very good live. I think I've seen some footage and stuff, and it looks like a blast to watch. Any, so. any, a single new metal riff on this? No, no new, not a single new metal riff. I like it better than Bleed already. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. All you have to do is show me this. Yeah. Don't even let me hear it and just say, there's no new metal on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it better already. Yeah, absolutely. So we got the, uh, we got a bunch of voicemails to tackle. Um, I guess we might as well get to that. Okay. The, the much-hated voicemail segment of our show. The much-hated or much-loved. It's either Whatever. If you don't like it, stop listening. <laughs> yeah, right, see, exactly. see you next week. I or think, not. According to, according to our uh, metrics, I think many, many do. Many okay. do stop listening right at this point. Okay. But I will say this before we fucking move on. Don't don't you don't fucking <laughs> do not change the channel on your set yet because I have heard from many people recently that they just like listened to the voicemail segment for the first time or whatever and they're like, "Oh shit, that's what I was missing." Yeah, motherfucker, that's what you were missing. A lot of the media 
A lot of the media's content of the show comes via the voicemail. If segment. you really want to hear us say the worst shit, yeah, that's this is where it happens, right? right? Yeah. Oh, well, gosh, I thought these guys threw around slurs all the time. <laughs> I didn't hear a single slur while they were listening. That's to that right. Music. You got to wait till the fucking no, end, and, and that's when all the bad letter word comes out. Yeah, that's exactly. when it all comes out. Yes, exactly. So yes, the fucking the voicemail segment of the show if you're, is if, good. If you're sticking around for the mm, and you're sticking around for the mm, <laughs> right? right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is this is where it gets good so uh yeah let's uh let's let's tackle them yo what up boys it's uh melt up shitter and uh just real quick wanted to say fuck that guy complaining about chris from golden guitar gods uh he's probably shacked up with that other gay retard aj uh smoky johnson sounds like a gentleman and a scholar all right um there's a line being drawn in the sand it's time to start picking sides anyways eat my ass Next up, we have a call from Chris from Golden Guitar Gods. <laughs> yeah, we we sure do. So let's just see. Let I, you know what? I tend to agree, right? Yes, Smokey Johnson does sound like a gentleman and scholar. And yeah, I like Chris from Golden Guitar Gods quite a lot. Let's see what Chris has to say for himself. Chris from Golden Guitar Gods here. Look, motherfucker, if you want a piece of me, I'm right here. And uh, you can hit my email at goldenguitargods.com if you got something to say. And uh, furthermore, faggot, Rachel Angel is a good band, so fuck you. <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. This Chris is throwing down the gauntlet. Right. This is the. This is what you can expect from Chris from Golden Guitar Gods. <laughs> yeah, he's not fucking around. He's not here to listen to your bullshit. If you got something to say, you can say it directly to him. You don't. And, you don't have to use us as the middleman. And man. he's not afraid to admit. Right. He likes heartfelt country songs. That's right. Yeah. Right. He's not scared to admit that at all. So. Um, okay. All right. Let's, that's a, that's a strong opening one, two punch. So let's, let's see what's going on next. Hey, W weekly voicemail review. First voicemail from last week. It's pretty good. I give it an 8.5, like the bite to it, like the civil war aspect. I kind of don't know how I feel about that golden guitar guy guy, but this switched me on the other side. Fuck that golden guitar guy. 8.5. Second voicemail. I give it a two. I tuned out after Fat Fuck Two. I don't know what he was talking about, and then but it got the boys talking about H two O for about five minutes. So that was fucking great. <laughs> there you go, Golden Guitar Gods. Yeah, they, but this is somebody again on on the uh, on the other side, the opposing side. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> See, this is this is like this is where the real lore of the show lives. <laughs> right, is in this segment. It's right. like there there is now. I thought about this last week actually, as we were about to record, and like I saw like texts and like voicemails coming in and stuff, and there is like you could now construct like a cohesive timeline of like demo listen voicemail like call in section lore this is like of, like si real characters it's like and the silmarillion of, <laughs> yes, yes. of the show this is the appendices right, right? yeah okay yeah all right let's hear let's hear their uh, message from tyler hammer hey this is tyler hammer my uh last message i think was too long so i wanted to tidy it up uh basically uh ohio weekend with leading head it was great uh band should play columbus if they can the ggr all those bands related are great um, very hospital. And then the second thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the metal moshing, uh, push pits in general, very bad, don't like it. hate how people conduct themselves in those environments, like general metal people compared to like hardcore people over the years. And it's funny because I remember being like, oh, I hate the ninja stuff, but 
think I'd rather take that now than uh, someone trying to grab my shirt and rip it. Also, in regards to like seven inch talk, I also wanted to add that seven inches are very thick. More uh, labels need to do them. A uh, label that I think has been popping off this year with uh, seven inches, if I can recall correctly, uh, Convulse Records. Shout out to Adam. Um, all the records he's been doing lately have been great, especially that Raw Breed LP. Um, more, more shit like that. All right, peace. Yeah. So there you go. A collection of uh, related or semi-related thoughts from Tyler. He also big ups uh, Ohio. Leaking head, evidently. Yeah, I think like two or three weeks ago they did like a, a little Ohio weekend. There, there you go. He is confirming directly what I was just saying, which is that Ohio is uh, very cool right now and that the bands are sick. Also, an, uh, always appropriate to shout out Adam and Convulse. They do a very sick thing out there. They have in, have indeed been putting out some cool 7-inches yeah. this year. I think yeah. the, the newest Candy Apple release is a 7-inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the new Raw Breed LP, not a 7-inch, but quite good for sure. Um, yeah, got, got nothing but love and respect for what that label does. It's sick. What do you think about a metal pit? Yeah, not, I don't think much of it at all. Yeah. I have a, I have a bad time. Yeah, it's like, like, uh, there's like, I, I think maybe Tyler talked about this either. He, he maybe posted about it online. Maybe they talked about it on the last episode of Kings of Punk. I can't remember, but I know he spoke about this too. But the thing where like the two like fat metal guys, like bar metal guys, you know, they like line up with each other like bulls and just ram into each other over and over again. It's like one of my least favorite. Th- it gets my blood boiling. When I have to see it in person, I get bummed out. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's pretty funny. So my own personal feeling on a metal pit is um, because that was an environment where I could actually pit. Sure. Yeah. When I was younger. Right. I, I can't, I can't really, I think I've said before, like, especially in the 90s, because of my stature, yeah, I generally didn't mosh. Yeah, you'd clear the place out. Yeah, sure. and and then suddenly, like, it's perfectly fine for, like, you know, a skinny kid in baggy jeans to fucking, you know, slam into you because he weighs all of 130 sure. pounds soaking yeah. wet. Right. It's not fine, even if I'm just having fun, right. for me to do the same thing. <laughs> sure, right. Right, because there, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of reactionary attitudes in the 90s, especially about jocks sure, yes, of and course. stuff like that, right? right yeah. At least in, in, in the shows that I was going to. Right. Um, but at a good old-fashioned metal show, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, everybody. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all equal, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. It's all, it's all good, man. Yeah. I, I am twice as big as you and twice as heavy as you. Right. I'm still going to hit you. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I have a little bit of a soft spot for that because that's about the only environment where I could actually participate in that way. Fair enough. I don't really have I, – I almost never feel the urge to move anymore. Sure. Other than just like in the spot that I'm standing. Right. Right. Um, so it's not realism. It doesn't really matter anymore. Sure. But um, yeah, I, I have a bit of a softer spot. It's, I think it probably has to do with the fact that I'm just bigger than most folks. Yeah, that's fair. and makes sense. Um, my favorite thing about metal, metal pits is that I love to laugh at is this, um, this sort of like uh, projected sense of like, fellowship and brotherhood oh, in the yeah, pit dude oh yes it's so <laughs> fucking funny i yes anybody who's ever witnessed that immediately knows exactly what you were describing right, right now yes right where, where, where like there's almost it, it's almost as if uh two 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 foes meet on the battlefield <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sharing a mutual respect for one another. Well, so you also, you can see those exact type of dudes 
any time like uh, uh of like a hate five six video or anything like yeah. of a higher profile like hardcore video where there is any significant footage of like people pitting those dudes always come out of the woodwork and are like this shit wouldn't fly at a metal show man we fucking when someone falls down we pick each other back up it's right. fucking it's a brotherhood right. out there if they did that ninja shit at a death metal show pff, they get fucking wrecked yeah dude. yeah <laughs> it's like jesus christ yeah. dude. we're still doing that after 40 40 years <laughs> settle down francis yeah for sure so all right we got uh we got a call in uh, we got a call from joe here what's up gentlemen how we doing yeah, I had a question. How come every band that I find on the internet with a link tree sucks? What's the what's the connection there? Gray, could you help me out? Maybe you're the internet guru compared to Nate. Um, also, Chris from Golden Guitar Gods, great guy, man. Uh, you know, I say just let the guy let the guy call in. All right, have a good one. All right, there's another one for Chris. <laughs> another another point in Chris's column. Um, yeah, so a link tree, you probably don't even know what this is, Nick. I've seen them. Okay, yeah, so so typically bands will put it in, like, the, usually their social media bio, and it's just a place that is, like, I mean, ostensibly what it's supposed to be is, like, a convenient place in which you can collect all pertinent links to your band. I've seen a couple folks on Bandcamp put a sure, link tree. Sure, yes, uh, and without fail, almost always, bands with a link tree do suck ass, and I will, I think the connection is is a very simple one, which is that Bands who are interested in like making themselves more easily accessible and directing you to various places where you can access press or like watch their music video or whatever. And they think it's important enough to for those things to be accessible that they want to direct you there with any degree of like consistency. Like they want to remind you, oh, hey, follow the link tree in our bio. Those people are like, interested in succeeding in music in a way that most people are not like music is is clearly uh on some level is like a career or business endeavor for them and usually people with that mindset make dumb and bad music it's, <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? it's the fucking lamb goat bizarro core yeah idq mindset yep, it's just it's, like a, it's the correlation between like professionalism and Aspir like find uh, like aspirational sort of music making and like it's I, it's the reason why like people like n me and Nate uh, will never be successful even if we made an excellent product are never going to be successful on a level that even brushes against like really is like sort of sustain financially sustainable mainstream success in terms of like creative well, endeavors we've, we've always also established because we just can't put that much work into it well that too right but like that's the thing is like we're inherently not wired to do that and also like i mean that's the reason why even when i was making gay ass acoustic music i would make barriers for myself at every level because i was like that's stupid i'm not doing that i'm not I'm not plugging this in that way. It's got to be uh, exhausting. I'm not cooperating with this interviewer in a way that, like, I'm not answering these stupid questions in a straight way. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's people who are, like, yeah, man, we got to take it seriously and, and make sure people can see our music videos and read our press blurbs. <laughs> Those people suck, man. Yeah. They don't make music that's cool. They're not cool people right. you know what i mean right. so that's why yeah because you because people that people that are making the shit that is actually cool don't give a fuck yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those it's one of those sort of like it's 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 an identifier of a mindset yeah for instance if you see somebody that's really into getting the most out of their uh 
out of their vape pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. Right? It's a mind. It, it's it's yes. a, it's an identifier of a mindset that yeah. just you know everything else sucks. Yep, absolutely, man. Everything else sucks for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, last uh, last voicemail. Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, Tony? Um, yeah, so I know you guys play a lot of D and D, and I was wondering if you played any of the old CRPGs like uh, like Baldur's Gate uh, and uh, like Planescape Torment. Um, I've just been playing them for the first time, and they're really really good games. Uh, but yeah, I just want to know about that. Also, uh, yeah, this huge fan of the show. I really appreciate what you guys do. Um, I was actually just listening to a band. Um, I found on your show, uh, that band Groin. And, uh, yeah, they, they put out a new album and it's, it's really good. Like really, really good. So, um, that might be worth checking out at some point. Um, anyway, yeah, you guys take it easy. I fucking love how circular tonight's voicemail section is. Yeah, yeah, me too. There's there's like a surprising degree of like serendipitous kind of just continuity here. Um, we listened to Groin on the show tonight. We determined it was indeed good. Well, I, I also, so, I, I me thinks maybe somebody in this, Groin this might man, have left this, this, this message. Is, this area code is from Maricopa County, Arizona. Yeah, okay, sure. So it seems like maybe this person's in the Groin extended family. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so CRPGs were my, I think I've talked about CRPGs on the show before, but it, it was in the voicemail section, so nobody's heard it. But CRPGs were my gateway into tabletop gaming. Like I played CRPGs for many years before I ever decided to like, you know, pick up uh, like the player's handbook and stuff that I, I was a young kid when they were coming out, but I was also like very interested in that kind of stuff from an early age. I, uh, it was like, I think it probably came out of my interest in like point and click adventure as a kid. I played like all the LucasArts point and click adventure games. And then like all of the infinity engine CRPGs that came out were just like the next uh, logical step of that kind of shit. So yeah, I played the Baldur's Gate games. I've played Planescape Torment. I started Icewind Dale before, and then it was like, at least when I tried to play it, it was like a little too dungeon crawly for me and not as like story and character it, it driven. It definitely is, yeah. And so I, I've never gone back and finished that. Uh, but yeah, dude, I love all those classic CRPGs and I like a lot of the new games that are uh, like are revisiting that kind of stuff. Um, and I am looking forward to, even though I don't have like a computer that I could play it on, but I, I'm, I'll, I'll probably, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll find one of my friends to let me just co come crash in their house and play it for the first week that it comes out. But, um, Baldur's Gate three has been an early access for like the last year or something. And, uh, all of the early gameplay reviews and footage look fucking incredible. And, uh, I really, really want to play it when it comes out. But yeah, CRPGs were like my whole, my whole introduction to like fantasy games and tabletop games. Yeah, I th I like I I like a lot of those older games too. Um, mine go much older. I think like I was for the original Nintendo. I love Dragon Warrior. Oh sure, yeah. And the Dragon Warrior series. Yeah, Dragon Warrior is fucking great. And those sorts of games yeah. where you kind of roamed around a world and had random encounters or sure. something like that popped up, and it was pretty text driven. Yep. And you sort of had to. It was an adventure game, but it was kind of a. It wasn't necessarily, a, I guess, a CRPG like Baldur's Gate. Sure, but like but precursor. Definitely is a precursor to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's also like the Heroes of Might and Magic and like all of that stuff that were their precursors to like the CRPGs that would come later in the mid 90s. And uh, I like all those. I like even like the the heavily text-based ones, um, 
like I mean there was all the like uh, gold box D&D games mm -hmm. in like the 80s uh, that I really like that uh, I think GOG has like at least a while ago they were running a special on like you could get like every gold box game or they had like gold box packages where it was like 10 bucks and you got six games or something yeah um and I uh I also really enjoy like um Wasteland which is like the spiritual uh sort of like godfather to like the fallout series um and like a lot of people that worked on fallout went on to like work at black isle who would later like develop fallout new vegas and like there's a ton of crossover between developers who worked on that stuff one of the guys who worked on new vegas um like is still making very sick games today like that are in this classic crpg style so yeah man I, that's uh that's a world that i have a, a great affinity for for sure yeah a lot of fun um, okay, so we got some we got some text messages. Uh, okay, so I, th I think this one <laughs> I think this one pertains to us listening to Slug on the last episode. Gray and Nate listening to arguably one of the best early two thousands worship hardcore bands going quote This is fine, I guess. Not really my style. Gray and Nate listening to someone play the electric nose hair trimmer for three minutes quote Wow, this has really piqued my interest. <laughs> Definitely gonna listen to the rest of this. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's about that's, right. That is about right for yeah. sure. Um, okay. We got I, honestly, I I would if somebody could find a way to make no an, an electric nose hair trimmer sound good for three minutes. Yeah, far more interesting to me <laughs> yes. than anybody pulling fucking spot on early two thousands hardcore. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay, so we got another we got another story story time from uh, from Trey here. <clears throat> Howdy boys, Trey again. The adult baby talk reminded me of a story a friend related to me not long ago. Recently, like at many libraries in the country, a Roanoke County library in Vinton, VA, held an afternoon children's story time. In attendance were a small gaggle of young kids and a diaper-wearing adult baby. After the event concluded, Roanoke County held a meeting to discuss what to do about the adult baby situation. Should adult babies be allowed at children's story time? No, 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 no. they shouldn't. Is that's, it that's a fucking sexual predator. <laughs> yes, agreed. Is it discriminatory to disallow diaper donning adults from attending an event with literal baby babies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not discriminatory. Oh, uh, no, no, it's. I don't care if it is. Yes. It's not discriminatory. Right. That is a fucking predator. Yes. Initially, because they're very stupid, they elected to allow adult babies to attend as to not appear, I don't know, segregationist. Luckily, cooler heads prevailed. A few stalwart employees managed to convince the group that it's going to be a way worse PR mess when a hillbilly dad shows up to pick up his daughter from story time and ends up leveling a shotgun at the pacifier-stuffed face of said boner-wielding adult baby than it would be dealing with a smattering of dismissible dum-dums shitting their pants on purpose who feel unjustly prohibited from having their peers read to them while they wet themselves. We're all fucked. We are indeed all <laughs> yes, fucked. we are all I, fucked. <laughs> There is only one fucking reason you're an adult baby. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> yes. It is a, it is by its very nature, it is a paraphilia, right? And if you are going to story time, it is because it is, it is arousing some sort of like, sexual some uh, not not at that point not even underlying an upfront overt. out and out overt sexual fetish that you have yes and no you should not be allowed children point blank period especially not at library story time and as you mentioned we are all fucked and again this is another side effect of we in uh, the West not being able to even agree on a simple, shared, cohesive version of reality. Right. Right. <laughs> that and that right there is the core component from which all of these other creeping symptoms just feather out into a fucking 
ever branching nightmarish hellish series of fucking just sickening tribute cultural just, tributaries just ask yourself yeah if you had kids mm -hmm. and you took them somewhere yeah to do little kid things mm -hmm. and there's an adult yeah i don't care if it's man woman i don't care how they look yeah there's an adult there mm -hmm. dressed in adult-sized baby clothes wearing a diaper yeah no no I, I would say that's uh that's something that would that would uh it would evoke violent urges in me very quickly oh yeah immediately quickly. if they don't leave immediately it, yes for sure <laughs> this is going to get much yes. fucking worse if they don't leave <laughs> yes. immediately I, I would escalate that situation very very fast right for sure so i'm glad cooler heads prevailed on that um, yo, you mentioned the film Triple X in passing when you were talking about the Matrix. I just want to say the part in that film where he jumps out of a helicopter on a snowboard and parachutes down onto the mountain while Hatebreed plays in the background <laughs> is fucking sick. <laughs> Fuck you. So uh, I, I love the movie Triple X. In fact, when uh, Vin Diesel came back to the franchise back in like, uh, I think it was like 2014 or 2015, I drove down to Bloomington to hang out with my buddy Ian, who uh, we have a shared affinity for the original Triple X uh, uh, film. It and is impossible to search for that on Google. Yes, of course, sure. And uh, he it happened to premiere on his birthday that year. So I drove down to Bloomington, and we spent his birthday as the only two people in the theater for that movie. It was great. I love the original Triple X. It's so fucking awful and horrific and like... A, a perfect snapshot of exactly the time and culture that we were talking about earlier uh, with bleed. But, uh, uh, but I have a different, that, that to me is uh, it's okay. <laughs> I, I've it's, never seen it. I, it's there's, horrible. I would never see it. It's horrible. It's, right. I love it, but it's very bad. The opening scene involves uh, Rammstein, Rammstein playing in the background of a club that yeah. Vin Diesel is. It's, uh, it is, it is the full visual manifestation of the pestilence that infected the yes. end of the 90s. You're absolutely right, yes. Hey, dudes, Adam Walker here. Been meaning to use this line to promote shows in the Seattle uh, slash Pacific Northwest area. So here it goes coming up. 1022, so that's this Saturday. Reek Minds, Lexicon, uh, the, their record release for Devoid of Light, Nasty. That's with an I, not the German beatdown band, Nasty. And Instruct at Billiard, Billiard Hang. Playing. Sounds like a sick show. That yeah, sounds like a very sick show. That is a very good lineup. Uh, 1026, Kalen Mikla from Iceland, Kanga, and uh, Serpentant at Clockout Lounge. And then 1028, Pan American Native Front, Pig's Blood at the Bar House. That would be fun, too. That uh, would also be fun. Pan American Native Front is sick. Uh, and then last up, we have got something that sim simply says, look at this gay shit. <laughs> Um, and it is a, <laughs> what appears to be a children's book that is entitled My Dad Used to Be So Cool uh, by Flying Eye Books, published by Flying Eye Books. And it's a picture of a man with sick trad tattoos, like an Ill, a very illustrative uh, like image of a man with trad tattoos down his arm. Uh, and uh, a child sitting on his shoulders. Here's, here's what Goodreads says. Uh -huh. Keith Negley's playful and emotional art tells this story of a new father who is no longer the cool guy he once was. He looks back wistfully on his crazy times playing in a band, riding a motorcycle, and getting tattoos. <laughs> Those days may be behind him, but his young son, son still thinks he's the coolest guy in the world. Oh God, dude! Put gun into mouth, discharge. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like off. I feel like there should be like. Um, uh, like a sequel to this, my dad is a family annihilator. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. My dad used to be alive. <laughs> we used to be alive until my dad annihilated our family. Now he's in hell and we're in heaven. Family annihilation is a is a cooler is a cooler fate than this, for sure. I mean, look, dude, if you become a dad, by all means, be into the job. Be a good dad. Accept your new role with with grace. But also, for the love of Christ, do not do this type of shit. Okay, and this is a man. Okay, there's the picture of him. He is wearing a V-neck in the year the V-neck in the year of our Lord, 2022. Okay, so that tells you everything that you need to know. That is a guy who's very excited about Furnace Fest. Well, he's Furnace got, Fest. Yeah, he's got year. tattoos. Yeah, right. Really cool, man. It's so sick that you used to r- ride a motorcycle and you got sick tats. He's got skate decks in the back. He's still up to cool shit. <sighs> Just because you got kids don't mean you're a total fucking loser. This guy definitely looks like a guy. It'd be cooler was, if you annihilated them. It would be a lot cooler. This dude definitely looks like a guy, like the exact archetype of a dude who was like very into Christian metalcore. Oh, yeah. And like trust kill records type of shit. You yeah. Know? I mean, look at his fucking haircut that he has. Like, yeah, no, this is my nightmare. Absolutely fuck yourself. Um, okay. Well, we already plugged pretty much everything up front except for the uh, call-in number. So if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. And, uh, yeah, you can feel free to shoot us text, too. Like I said, if, you, if you're not confident in your ability to uh, be concise, just shoot us a text message, and I'll read it on air. Um, beyond that, I think that's all there is to it, unless you have any closing, closing thoughts. Nope. All right. We'll see you next week.